Thanks for tuning in to the Becker's Healthcare Ambulatory Surgery Center's podcast. In this episode of the podcast, we are highlighting a portion of our August Orthopedic Spine and ASC virtual event. I don't want to say too much before we roll into a great conversation with industry leaders, but our team did want to tease our upcoming 27th annual meeting, the Business and Operations of ASCs, which is taking place in late October, both in person and virtually. If you enjoy this episode of the podcast, that 27th annual meeting will be a great opportunity to hear more of our engaging virtual event sessions. Learn more about the event and how you can join us by checking out the conferences tab of our website, which is beckershospitalreview.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Thank you all for being part of the Becker's ASC and orthopedic virtual event. My name is Laura Deirda. I'm an editor at Becker's Healthcare, and I'm privileged to moderate this discussion today titled Top ASC Workplace Culture Killers and How to Combat Them. Joining me on the panel today is Benita Tapia, Administrator, and Andy Ball, CEO of Beverly Hills ASC Venture, a four-surgery center venture and Cedars-Sinai affiliate located in California, and Tiffany Jewell, Clinical Director of Wellspring Pain Solutions and Columbus Pain Institute with locations in Indiana. Benita, Andy, Tiffany, it's a pleasure to have you all with us today. Now let's dive right in. Benita, what is staffing recruitment like in your market today? What is it like in California, especially for medical professionals? Okay, right now the market is very tough here, partly because the electives have come back. Um, We're having a difficulty recruiting staff. There isn't as much staff that are are back in the workforce. Some of them did not come back after the pandemic. Um, so yeah, it's tough right now, yeah. And we're seeing a lot of, of burnout um, from staff and they're sort of making different decisions on, on work-life balance. And previously the ASCs, I think we're seeing more as a sort of an easy option, no holidays, no on-call, but we're running from 5 a.m. in the morning till 10, 11 o'clock at night. And so, we're having to change our game and sort of compete now with the hospitals and try and try and make ourselves more appealing. And that, and that is challenging. And hourly rates have definitely gone up with nursing staff. I mean, we're trying to incentivize to recruit. We have bonus plans in place right now, right? Yeah, just a tough market. Got it, got it. So you're experiencing kind of this mix between the staff burnout from the past year, especially dealing with everything on the pandemic, and then at the same time, increased competition from other healthcare organizations needing to boost your benefits, boost, you know, whatever you can to become more attractive to nurses and and other clinical staff, as well as I'm sure administrative staff. Tiffany, are you seeing the same types of things? Yeah, um, I would echo what they're saying for sure. Obviously, nursing in general has been a difficult field to recruit before the pandemic and the pandemic has just made it worse. Um, We find we're using a lot more part-time and PRN staff. We have a bigger PRN pool so we can, you know, pull some some different staffing situations together that are working for us. Um, I'll echo, you know, we're an ASC. We're not 24 hours. We're not seven days a week. So although we can't compete with the wages that are being offered at the hospitals, we can compete with, we have a much easier work-life balance situation and we can can accommodate um, individual schedules a little bit better than some of those other facilities can. Got it, got it. 
And Benita and Andy, are, are you seeing some similar um, advantages for the ASC or how are you really feeling like you're, you're able to get the edge um, with those who, who are interested in joining the surgery center? I think Benita does a great job. We're, we're actually having to bring on new grads a lot, but we, we like that because we can help them grow and give them more opportunities in the ASC. So I think the sales pitch, we took on a lot of um, additional volume from the hospital. We grew exponentially throughout the pandemic. We didn't shut down, you know, for a single day. And so the kind of the staff and the team that stuck with us um, have now kind of gotten bigger opportunities within the ASC. We're doing far more complex surgeries now. We're seeing a lot more specialties. So we're trying to define ourselves, even though we have very long hours, we're trying to basically focus on the growth of our employees and, and really invest in them. And, and, and Benita's been kind of spearheading that. Right. I mean, we actually, through the pandemic, as Andy said, that we kept going. We took those higher, higher acuity cases from the hospital. And now people can see that those cases can be done safely. So with that, not only have we kept surgeons and we've kept some of those high acuity cases, we now have all those backlog of electives. So we really are running staff that we're, get, we're getting like two uh, sets of staff, morning staff, afternoon, evening staff. Um, so it's been quite a challenge, but we try to like, even as like this week, we do things like team building. So we have bowling that we're going to this Friday night, just to bring the team together and make them feel like that we're, we are, are part of their team. Got it. Got it. That's really great to know. And I'm wondering, especially as you bring on new team members, it seems like it'd be an opportunity to kind of reestablish or, or grow and strengthen your culture at the center. Um, what kinds of things do you do that to make sure that, you know, you're setting a positive uh, culture, especially as new people are coming on the team? So when we interview our employees, obviously we're really concerned about their skills, but more than that, we're really small. So getting the wrong person in here with the wrong attitude is detrimental. So as we're interviewing, we interview personalities. And you know, if you hire the right people and you bring the right positivity in, then it's, it's easier to, to keep that, keep the positivity in your environment. So that's a huge thing that we do from the very beginning. Got it. That's really interesting. So during the interview process, are there any kind of red flags that you see or questions that you ask that have been really helpful in terms of being able to define somebody's personality during that interview process? Um, so this is going to sound, sound kind of silly, but if they can't smile in their interview, it, I mean, we, we watch for things like that. We watch for their body language. Um, do they make eye contact? Are they smiling? Simple things like that. And then of course, you know, you look at their skills, you look at how they answer. How do you troubleshoot? How do you work with your coworkers? Um, you know, what kind of goals do you see? What do you know about our practice? But body language is huge. Absolutely. It makes a ton of sense. Um, Benita and Andy, when you bring on new team members, is there anything that you do to make sure that you're keeping the, the positive workplace um, intact? Well, I think for sure that when we interview and bring on new team members, I mean, we, we have our own team members or leaders actually interview. 
And then we, we always walk them around. We introduce them to the staff. And one of the things that basically, um, I think Tiffany brought up a good thing. Smiling is an important thing. If somebody smiles at you, you smile back. And that's part of, uh, you know, that whole good feeling. But the other thing that we do that we like to do is actually bring them in for a half a day or a day so that they can meet the people that they're working with. They can actually see what goes on because really, you know, when you take on a, a new job, you want to make sure that you're working with people that you can relate to, that you understand what the job is. And I think that's one of the, the, the big things we've found. A lot of people have come to us and, and they've left the job what looks like relatively quickly. And often the refrain that we'll get from them is, well, it wasn't what we were told we were being hired to do. So we try to be very open about, you know, what it is that we're doing. We don't, we don't, you know, sell snake oil because we know it's going to come back and bite us, you know, um, if, if we're promising something that we can't deliver. But Benita is a big proponent of this. You can have the best resume in the world and then and the employee can interview very, very well. Um, and then they turn up and it's just not a good cultural fit or they're not quite what, you know, what they said, um, you know, they were. And I think you just have to be prepared to learn from those mistakes and, you know, and, and be prepared to pivot pretty quickly. And what some people think ambulatory surgery centers are, I mean, I can honestly say that so many of them, especially after or during the pandemic or right now is that. They think ambulatory surgery centers are like Monday through Friday, nine to five. It is not like that. I mean, it can be very fast paced. Um, and they don't understand sometimes, especially for our centers, that we're starting at four o'clock in the morning and we're going till nine, 10 o'clock at night. So I think a lot of them think that, you know, they're getting out of the hospital for an easy ride. And then they come and they're like, okay, this is not what I expected it to be. So setting those expectations yeah. early on and kind of describing that and having them come in, you know, it's one thing for us to see on those kind of uh, trial shifts, but they get to, they get to see us, our team, what, you know, facilities we have. And I think that's very right. important. 